No Gods, No Monsters contains spoilers, profanity, and substance use. So this is our first, like, mecha rival, Mechanicon. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think that uh, this is the first mecha kaiju. It, it doesn't fit in my brain. I know. Like, it's, I, I always just kind of assumed Mecha Godzilla yeah. was first, and this was, like, <laughs> a cheap ripoff. Yeah. It's kind of weird in all these plots. I mean, it's different reasons for different ones that you, like, like, why do they need the existence of a King Kong to make a Mechanicong? Like, why well, can't they just be like, let's make a big robot? But that's what's crazy about it, is that they don't even know that King Kong exists, but apparently they have theorized so much about what King oh, Kong yeah. actually must be, that they've designed a super King Kong robot. And Doctor Who has somehow gotten hold of these designs and making this r robot. <laughs> and they don't even know. They're like, we're pretty sure these aren't these aren't ancient runes, and it's <laughs> it must be a giant ape that's did this. And based on just like that assumption, they they know the specific details of King Kong. <laughs> And there's so many things about that that don't make sense. Like, they're like, he's exactly like Kong, but then he has, like, a hypno beam and yeah. flashlight eyes. And, and uh, they're like, this is perfect for digging, but yeah. it has a hypno beam and flashlight eyes, and it's an ape? Which, yeah, King Kong is, is now a digger, a tunneler. Super good at digging. Yeah, that's another one of their reasons for why King Kong messes six. is like, look at this tunnel. <laughs> I, it... I just feel like the fact, maybe this is a stretch, but, like, it feels like they're making a statement on accident about, like, the lack of ingenuity of these people. Like, capitalism can only do cheap reproductions. We can't even conceive of just a giant robot until we <laughs> see a giant lizard or we see a giant monkey. And we're like, we have to make it a big yeah. monkey. <laughs> um. I think it's a shame that Gamera has not been in the Toho universe yet because we need Mecha Gamera. Yeah. Uh, do you think if um, if they made a Mecha Gamera that Toho would have grounds to sue him on? I don't know. I mean, they made a Gamera already. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like if any suing was going to happen... <laughs> It might have already happened, but I don't know. I hope not, because, I mean, mm -hmm. we need it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. I feel like Gamera needs to be in one, maybe two Godzilla movies, and pretty soon there will be a Mecha Gamera. Like, it doesn't need to be yeah. that long. <laughs> maybe even it's the first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to No Gods, No Monsters. We are the anti, I don't know, like, international world domination between tiny and big countries kaiju and monster movie podcast in a world where no one's coming to save us i'm rabbit here with charlie that's trademarked by the way what'd you say that's trademarked our uh shit now we're the ones uh we're uh the 
mecha anti uh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, today we're talking about 1967's King Kong Escapes. Uh, Charlie, do you want to tell us what this movie's about? Do I have to? Um, you do. It's in the contract. I know. I remember. <laughs> God, I shouldn't negotiate for a higher wage. Uh, anyway, just honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'm really bad at negotiating. <laughs> The goodness of your heart clause was like, you were like, no, it's fine. I don't even want to give you that. Scientists Carl Nelson and Jiro Namura. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah. Okay. Two dudes so fucking smart, they made a design of a giant robot ape based on King Kong. A giant ape that, that hasn't even been confirmed to exist. Just marvel at the power of the brain, my friends. Evil international supervillain Doctor Who has created this Mecha Kong based on these designs in order to dig out Element X from the Arctic for a mysterious nation that desires to bring the world's superpowers to their knees. And yes, I did say dig, because apparently King Kong is now really good at tunneling. Meanwhile, Nelson, Namura, and Dr. Susan Watson discover that Kong actually does exist while on a deep-sea oil mission for the United Nations, something that the United Nations does not do. <laughs> hearing, that the news of Kong, hearing of the news of Kong's existence, Dr. Who decides to Kongnap, to Kongnap him to do his mining for him. Before they even knew Kong really existed, Nelson and Namura had confirmed that Kong is especially weak to hypnosis, so the good Doctor Who uses this to get him to mine for him. But Kong decides to go on a strike and liberate himself, and he flees to Tokyo with Who and Mecha Kong on his tail, hoping to recapture him. They don't, and Kong goes ape on them. The end. So... Now, like, this is my first time seeing this movie a couple weeks ago, and now I've seen all the King Kongs, I can, I'm happy to say. Um, I actually, after I watched this the second time, I watched King Kong Lives just to get there. And I... I don't know if this is very high on the list of King Kong movies. Yeah, I saw your ranking, and this was, like, number six or seven on your list or something like that. Out of nine. Probably, yeah. And, like, the ranking's hard because almost all the Kong movies have their own charm mm. and they're so different that it's yeah. hard. But I I don't know. This movie's <laughs> really interesting and quirky, but also just really doesn't make sense and doesn't grab me. Uh, but it's fun in other ways, too. What What do you think of it? I mean, I think it's kind of fun how it doesn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. It's just such a weird, unique thing um uh yes yeah it's nothing special um i haven't seen as many kongs as you i feel like it'll rank a couple steps higher in my listing at whenever i've seen sure. all the kongs but yeah it's nothing nothing great but it's it's a good fun time yeah for sure um kind of going back to what we were talking about before of like the confusingness between you know they they don't know kong exists for sure but they think he does but they have his powers to make the whatever i the, one of the funniest things to me is that the movie kept trying to make sure we as the audience knew the Mechanic Kong was kind of like Kong. <laughs> like, there's the part where there's the drawings where they, like, put them over each other, and then it's, like, the exact same pose, and you're like, whoa. And then later, like, Kong sees Mechanic Kong, and then, like, sees an outline of himself over yeah. Mechanic Kong, and it's like, do you think that we don't see that it's Kong? <laughs> 
pretty pretty obvious i i agree <laughs> pretty obvious considering his name is mechanicog yeah. and he's and a giant ape robot the <laughs> yes the only other giant thing in the movie i just that was an indicator to me that this movie was like there's parts of this movie that i feel like are bat shit but like tongue-in-cheek aware they're batshit and there's parts that are just like what are you thinking like that like why what do those shots do for us it's great um i really liked so do you think this is a sequel to king kong a sequel to king kong versus godzilla or neither uh both neither because they don't know that kong exists and it's all just well that happens a lot in these sequels though that's true (laughs) there is i think you're right though um yeah uh i think that i think the united nations would remember (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's true i i liked though that they had meta elements that like reference the original mm -hmm. do you know what i'm talking about you mean like Like, the, um, the dinosaur and the serpent Oh, I, I didn't even think of that, but yeah, just having dinosaurs there uh-huh. at all, for sure. But, like, strange, natives didn't come to greet us. Yeah. Like, feels a little, like, what are you... <laughs> I didn't both, think of that. What are you... But, yeah. <laughs> Which is such a weird, weird idea, like, wow, these natives are being rude. Uh, they're supposed <laughs> yeah, to come dude. and greet us whenever uh, us civilized people land on their island. <laughs> Not just, like, rude, but, like, like... Oh, that's odd. Natives always greet people looking for yeah. Kong is kind of how it felt, but also a mix of that and like, I'm a white American male. Like, why aren't they here for me? Like, Which, so weird. He has a point there. God damn it. Uh, uh, also, the other line was, uh, bringing him to New York would be difficult and unproductive. Counterproductive. Um, unproductive. Is counterproductive. That's the real word, but I believe he said unproductive. Pretty sure he said counterproductive. I wrote it down. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know, know Maybe why. we had <gasps> different translations again. No, I sent you the file you watched. Fuck, dude. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> um, what do you think of, like, just, just some, like, general stuff before we dive into it. Uh, what do you think of the james bond elements yeah i've never i've never really seen james bond except for golden eye uh oh shit when i was a young youngin um so most of my knowledge of james, of james bond is just based on kind of uh you know cultural references uh sure um so i assume you mean like that like it's a villain with a with a, a secret layer and uh um uh the the female uh villain kind of falling some for the male protagonist and kind of switching sides uh and her having like a lipstick that was a secret oh, yeah, device yeah. Uh-huh. um also doctor who the first ever bond movie which i don't think came out long before this the bad guy is doctor no and okay. so it feels like a reference you know yeah um yeah it seemed like that that was like super popular as a as a cultural thing in the 60s so the (laughs) things i've read were that like they were trying to play a little off that Uh uh-huh um and like some of these 
some of these movies I've kind of felt have a bit of a a spyish thing going on. Like there's some elements in uh, uh Atragon? Atragon and um uh Ghidorah. Um Okay. That that kind of always made me think kind of spyish influence type of dealio. Uh so I, I but yeah, it does seem like they go more fully into it here, especially with like the secret layer and um totally. Yeah. There was a shot that to me felt different where like that I kind of feel like was inspired by other movies where like Doctor Who was talking long distance with Madame Piranha and like both their faces were on the screen at once but they weren't in the room together like her screen was kind of laid over his that made me feel like oh this is different. This doesn't feel like the mm-hmm. normal Godzilla fair um, that I assume was kind of related to that influence. Yeah. Do you have any other general stuff you want to talk about? I mean, I mean, now that you mentioned that, like it really doesn't feel as much of a Honda movie. Right. Do you agree? Like it doesn't feel super Honda-esque. Um, it kind of does to me and it doesn't like there's, there's a lot of elements that do, and there's a lot that don't. And it's kind of this weird mix, at least on like the effects and sets and stuff, where it's like going in a better direction than they have been, but also worse. Like, I don't feel like the fights are as exciting, but there's all these really cool sets and miniatures that mm. are way more detailed than what we've been getting. Like, seeing the tanks, and then you see a guy drop into it, and you're like, oh, that's not just a tiny tank, but it looks like uh-huh. it. Or like the cool shots of the workers in comparison to Kong felt like a mix. It felt like old Toho, but also like innovative. But then at the same time, some of it felt like tired old Toho. So it's, it's a weird one. Yeah. It's, it's definitely weird. What would you say made it feel non Honda? I don't really know. It just, when you just brought that up, I all of a sudden remember like, Oh yeah, this was a Honda uh, direction. And it's just, I, yeah. I don't know. It just, doesn't give me that vibes um i guess because i I have no idea for sure yeah i kind of know what you mean i can't put my finger on it but i kind of know what you mean Mm. um okay i wanted to bring up one thing i read about this that is kind of interesting because it has to do with some discussions you and i have had about other movies wow mr i can read over here okay (laughs) let's go throw it in everyone's face (laughs) so this is a uh article called <clears throat> soft power narrative of neutrality in king kong escapes and frankenstein conquers the world by fernando gabriel pegnoni burns and emiliano aguilar from the book giant creatures in our world essays on kaiju and american popular culture edited by camille di Mustachio and jason barr <sighs> hey rabbits so- I don't know anything yeah. about this soft power, but I got some hard power for you over here. You know what I mean? I got to look that up. Should we Google break real quick? <laughs> uh, I mean, I can just text you. <laughs> I actually didn't know what soft power was before reading this, but you said you did. I, I mean, I feel like it's just uh, it's just kind of like um, power that isn't as direct and overt like military would be more of a hard power type of thing but soft power is more um more behind the scenes and negotiating and just 
kind of stuff like that, right? Uh, I think that's part of it. They're mostly talking about, in this one, soft power as, like, things that have influence rather than, like you said, military. Like, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a part of it. They're talking about, like, cultural stuff, yeah. like uh, popular culture, how that, like, for instance, how all the fucking big blockbusters in the U.S. are, like, kind of pro-military, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so... You and I have talked in the past, like, with Frankenstein uh, Conquers the World, about how, like, so, like, in the co-productions of, like, U.S. and Japanese Toho movies, there's always, like, the strong American male as the main guy, and the Japanese people are kind of sidelined, right? Um, And we've talked about how that's, like, oh, because America is in control, and they get Mm. to do what they want, if they're going to work with America, they have to do that, right? Which is true. Yeah. This was also talking about another angle that I hadn't thought about where, like, because of the atrocities that Japan was part of in World War II, they actually wanted to have this image of the Japanese in Japan as, like, neutral and kind of victims and, like, Mm. not strong and, like, neutral observers and, like, almost toys of big countries because that would make it seem less like they made the choice yeah. in World War II. It'd be more like they were pushed around, which is a super weird, interesting, different look at it. That is very interesting. Yeah. Right? I thought that was super crazy. And it totally makes sense. You always have the white dude as the main guy, and then this kind of passive Japanese sidekick who's just going along with it. Yeah. Um. And I just never would have thought of that as something Japan wanted. Yeah. You know? That's fucking crazy wild uh that kind of makes sense yeah. so yeah um that's funny uh what's i misremembering like when they're talking about what country might be funding doctor who they're like well it's obviously not japan or don't they say something like that yeah for sure. <laughs> that's yeah that's wild uh the other thing they point out is that like an argument they made that i felt like was a little more out there but like so obviously with Jiro and Nelson you can see that but that like Kong is seen as American Mechanicong is now a Japanese invention because it's in this movie and mm. that Mechanicong had to be weaker than Kong um for that image which is kind of meta right because it's yeah. neither That's, of them are either yeah. of those countries <laughs> things but just, that was just trippy yeah um you think the new Kong movie that they're filming has Mechanic Kong? Oh my god, dude. I will <laughs> fucking I would be so happy if Mechanic Kong was in it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And son son of Mechanic Kong. <laughs> I would oh god, I want Mechanic Kong back. That'd be, you know they almost made another Mechanic Kong movie really? in the Heisei era? Yeah. Toho? I forget which movie was supposed to be Mechanic Kong. It might have been Ghidorah, because they make a mechanic Ghidorah, but, um, yeah, it was supposed to fucking happen, and I for I forget what happened, but it was in they were trying for a long time to bring him back. I feel like Toho had like quite a few King Kong movies that like didn't happen. Yes. Totally, there's a really good podcast episode of Kaiju Transmissions all about um Kong movies that weren't made. Highly recommend it. It was super awesome and interesting. Um. All right, well, speak of the devil, let's talk about King Kong, bro. So, what'd you think of this Kong? Man, um, 
Well, first of all, the positive. Uh, not uh, not as much of a sex pest as the original King Kong. He seems to, more more a lover. Yeah, more yeah. of a romantic type. Um, <laughs> so fucking weird. Why? <laughs> uh, there's some like truly kind of moving, sad shots with the heavy romantic music playing, where he's just like looking. Yes. Just so distraught and, like, longingly after the submarine. <laughs> but those scenes, like, because he can't really move his fucking ugly as hell face oh my that God. looks kind of wet sometimes. <laughs> yeah. He can't move it. So, like, the only reason we're des- you're describing it is that it's because of the music. If the music yeah. was, like, I kept thinking if this had dark music, it would just look like he's attacking her. But there's this music, so he's in love. <laughs> yeah, that's, maybe you're right. <laughs> Nothing in the movie makes you think that up. Like, it would be so evil and creepy if he was just staring her that long and it was like dark music it would change everything well i mean it's also because her reaction um yes she feels fondly about him and she wants to protect him and stuff like that so there is also that um true but but yeah you're right uh the 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 music does pull a lot of weight there um, it's a huge huge part of it um yeah so uh the bad is uh well i guess the good the last kong basically just looks like a guy in a uh costume store ape costume in a uh, uh the verse godzilla this one the costume is is a little bit better uh, for the body and stuff but yeah the face is just one of the ugliest <laughs> fucking things i've ever seen it's so interesting because it is better but it's clearly the same kong like mm. visually i'm like oh that's that kong they just made him look better they weren't like let's try a totally different direction yeah. they were like yeah. let's get that guy and make him look a little tiny <laughs> bit less like a halloween costume <laughs> but there is also the contrast of it's him versus like i guess there's some pretty good other ones but like in that one godzilla just looks so much better than him that yeah. it was like what do you and godzilla didn't look great mm-hmm. but compared to kong it was like so there's a real lizard and then there's a suit <laughs> like, yeah totally yeah he's fucking ugly dude uh he does some really funny stances again he doesn't run with his arms in the air like he does in the other one which is a, 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 a which is a minus a, yeah that's what i was trying to say a minus uh but he's still such a derp yeah. and but he does have some of the kong things that even though he seems so different in certain ways some of the kong things like when they reproduce Kong, most of the movies are remakes. There's always that he has, like, a thing for the ladies. There's always that he, like, climbs a tall thing. But I think this one did a good job of beyond that also making him, like, curious. And, like, like he's playing with the sub. Mm-hmm. And he he definitely has more of a Kong vibe than I feel like he did in King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, that's, that's true. When he's hypnotized to do the digging, which, again... This is such a weird movie. When yeah. he's hypnotized. And again, the, when he's like, I'm going to hypnotize Kong, he's like, I got from Nelson and Amara's research that he'd be especially uh, weak to hypnosis. Once again, research when they didn't even know Just Kong. Tell from the footprints. <laughs> and that we've heard also, about. apparently, Kong understands Japanese in this. Yes. <laughs> Hundred percent. Even though he's okay, on an island where they don't speak Japanese. <laughs> I okay. On that note, I was gonna wait till later. But one of the funniest things to me about all these plans is that like Doctor Who deciding to kidnap Kong 
is all based upon the fact that Kong will, like, follow the orders of the three main characters, but actually it's just Watson, the woman, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And she, he doesn't really, it's like he's, it's like me with my cat. Yeah. Like, it's like, Kong, Kong, don't, Kong, Kong, and he doesn't listen. It's like, yeah. this is your, like, it's person like... with the power of persuasion <laughs> over him. Now, Kong, I need you to go in this hole and mine for a super radioactive element. Okay, the radio radiation may put you to sleep, which... <laughs> Is that what radiation does? Um, if you're Kong, okay. <laughs> but yeah, like he, they make it seem like these people are can like pull the puppet strings, but strings. But the most we've seen is like Kong, put me down, put me down, yeah. put me down, and finally he does. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, uh, when Doctor Who's talking to Kong and he's like Kong keep digging. This is nothing to you. It felt like I was listening to like one of those motivational tapes that someone listens to their car to like hype themselves up for work before they go and like, you can do this. Don't let the... like. Yeah, and those tapes are hypnosis tapes. Yeah, yeah. totally. Don't ever listen to those listeners. Listen to our no. podcast instead. Listen to it. Listen. You can make it through work. You can steal your boss's stapler. You can steal your boss's uh tv at his house when you go on your lunch break you know that your boss isn't at home go drive to his house steal his tv you can steal your boss's bowflex you can carry it you are strong nothing will stop you <laughs> and that bowflex will then make you stronger so you can steal more things from your boss um... I don't even know where to go next. The Japanese <laughs> Kong transportation, way better than the American movies when they transport Kong. Like, he's always, like, dangling in the air from something, like air yeah. balloons or helicopters. And um, in the American ones, they're like, put him on a boat. <laughs> Which, by the way, I love the the planes in this. Um, I thought they were really so cool good. looking. They just, like, yeah, look the- like 60s toy, toy planes and... yeah. They're awesome looking. <laughs> but All yeah, the... the little miniatures in this are so quirky and interesting mm-hmm. and cool. Yeah. Totally. Uh, um, but yeah, that that shot of like the plane with the four planes carrying Kong over the, the forest, that's sweet ass shot. Totally. This movie actually, there are more things in this movie that are referenced in the modern Kong movies than I ever would have guessed. Like, he throws the tree at the helicopter, which is, like, the best scene of uh, Kong Skull Island. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's destroying the boat at the end, which, by the way, awesome scene. Best destruction in the movie is when he's destroying that boat. I fucking love that scene. Like, <laughs> it's great. But he grabs the propeller and uses it to attack. And he does that, I think, in Godzilla vs. Kong. Okay. Um, And then also, I mean, this is kind of both, but in Godzilla vs. Kong, he gets carried by the balloons which i guess is a reference to the to king kong vs godzilla but it was just cool that like oh the other thing they're using him to dig in the earth for this radioactive element which is kind of what happens in godzilla vs kong he's leading them into hollow earth so they can mine that weird element um Mm -hmm. bunch of fucking i did not think this random ass weird movie would be referenced so much no that 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 is crazy i didn't put those things together i don't remember well i've seen that well I've seen Godzilla. I watched Godzilla vs. Kong three times the first weekend it came out, so I've probably seen it more than you have. I only saw it um, in theater. I've only seen it once when I was in theaters, and I was yeah. on a date, so it wasn't fully 
paying attention. But uh, for sure, I, I was uh, cheering the whole time, which my date <laughs> found very endearing. But, but I, that was only <laughs> yeah. whenever Godzilla would show up, I'd like punch the air and say, "Yeah!" <laughs> I'm so jealous that you saw that, theaters. man. Um, hell yeah. Well, anything else about our boy? Um, Mary King ugly. of the Kongsters. Just super ugly. So ugly. Uh, I loved um, how the fight with the dinosaur. What did you say the dinosaur's name is? Um, the Gorosaurus. Gorosaurus. Uh, yeah, that that fight. Uh, I just love how whenever he gets the Gorosaurus on the ground, he just fucking goes to town, punch him over Dude. and over. That's yeah. Go- King Kong just is brawn in this. Like he yeah. doesn't have any technique, but when he gets somebody down, he punches harder than I've ever seen a kaiju punch. And Gorosaurus almost, Gorosaurus almost dies just from belly hits. Yeah. Like, no, he's not really like I'm gonna punch him in the head. He's just I'm gonna punch no. him in the 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 torso over and over and over. It's like let me just fucking show you how strong yeah. I am. Like. It's so crazy. And then uh, um, he finishes them off with the old uh, jaw um, stretcher, like like he does in the first one, which is pretty sweet. Yes, um, with the like crazy jaw ripping sound, and yeah. then bubbles, the, like a yeah. full on bubble bath, <laughs> bath coming out of his mouth. So intense. Um, I also loved uh, when the hovercraft and the the sea serpent appears. Kong just immediately grabs a fucking boulder and just clocks yes. him in the head with it it's Dude, so funny such good aim <laughs> yeah. such good aim it's just like, like no hesitation at all it just immediately <laughs> just has a fucking boulder he's just throwing right at his head <laughs> which is like so interesting because we've talked over and over about how annoying the boulders throwing stuff is in the godzilla movies which again he learned from kong in <laughs> yes. king kong vs godzilla and then Cannon. in this he's he just like don't forget the originals always better and just rocks a fucking boulder throw no pun intended like such a good boulder throw you're like see it can happen well well Godzilla's just not meant to one of the problems with the godzilla movies is that like half the time it's like a 10 second sequence where they just throw a boulder like back and forth <laughs> And they don't have, like, opposable thumbs, so yeah. it's not, like, meant to be. Well, you mentioned uh, the fighting technique against the Gorosaurus. I just want to jump to the Gorosaurus and say, when I saw that little beauty, I did not expect that a double-legged <laughs> jump kick was going to be his primary attack. Yeah. <laughs> Never in a million years. Like... He's so detailed and has this amazing mouth. <laughs> so sharp and scary. And then, yeah, like the first time it happens, I was like, oh my God, well, that I wasn't expecting that. And he does it like three more times. <laughs> That's all he does. Yeah. He does no other moves. He yeah. went to one day. Until he's on the ground and he like class. bites King Kong's foot. <laughs> yeah. That's like oh, true. Yeah. Dude, that Gorosaurus is so derpy and funny, and, like, he looks like a little kangaroo rat or something, <laughs> but he, it's so detailed. Like, what did you think of him? I liked him. I thought he looked really good. Um, I thought yeah. he looked a lot better than Kong. <laughs> or Godzilla in the last one, too. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, you're right. He is kind of a kangaroo ratish. <laughs> but totally. uh, he looks really cool, I think. And well done. Yeah. The details of, like, the, like, his skin not only has cool, like, bumpy scale-like things, but all these, like, interesting folds and mm. really cool, like, gradiated 
color gradated i don't know the word like from green to that pink like it just mm-hmm. looks cool and like the shape is very odd and very funny but if you're gonna be that shape like for that they made it awesome and Agreed. you know this is not the last time we're gonna see gordosaurus what else are we seeing destroy all monsters destroy all monsters baby hell yeah hell yeah, yeah. don't destroy gordosaurus i think he deserves yeah. a life I thought it was like, destroy all monsters. Mm-hmm. Like, go, Charlie. Ah. Uh, <laughs> you could be right. Listen to us. Destroy <laughs> all monsters. Uh, what What about the sea serpent? Um, boo. Boo? You don't like him? Yeah, he's fine. Uh, I thought it was... It was kind of funny. It seemed at first that he was like just going to pass the hover boat by because when you see the the rock hit his head in that shot, the the hovercraft's already past him, and <laughs> he isn't like making a turn to go after it. So it kind of looks like he's just going straight across. But then after yeah. he gets hit in the head, he's like, "Fine, I'll fucking go after that hovercraft." <laughs> yeah. Who did that? Did you hovercraft? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird because like. The first shot with the hovercraft, or not the first shot, but there's a scene where it's like, oh, what's going to happen? The hovercraft's losing control for exactly the amount of time we need there to be tension. And, like, (laughs) the snake's just kind of moving, and it's, like, really dumb and just feels like nothing. Mm -hmm. And then there's this really cool shot, like, behind the boat. I think they're on it with him in the background that, like, gives you scale, and you're like, oh, this is cool. And then it's just Kong holding the sea serpent that's clearly just a stuffed animal, just, like, (laughs) trying to make it look real. And... There's this one beautiful moment sandwiched in there, but mostly it's boo. I don't remember me. that shot. Um, yeah, the sea serpent scene. Kind of wish it had more to it. Uh, yeah. It, it kind of seemed more tacked on, like the sea serpent wasn't even really much of a threat. Um, totally. But. Totally. It definitely yeah. tacked on. I mean, yeah. the Gorosaurus was, was the, the prime rib. Mm-hmm. By the way. Why Why don't they just call it Skull Island? Why is it Mondo Island? I don't know. I liked that the uh, Carl Nelson was like, oh, he swims all the time. He swims to whatever fucking island he wants. I liked that better than him being like trapped on an island. Also, how do you know that? I know. <laughs> what I, are you talking about? At first, I was like, oh, he's just doing that as like a smart ass. I'm not going to answer your question type of, kind of mm. thing. But then you're like. Oh, no, it's actually true. Kong just just swim <laughs> wherever he wants to go. <laughs> was it Mondo Island last time? I, feel I don't like remember at all. This isn't the first time I've heard that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it should be Skull Island. Skull Island's fucking cool. But, yeah. I mean, maybe they just didn't want to, like... Oh, no, last time they made all the sets, too, with, like... I don't fucking know, dude. Yeah. Should be Skulls. I mean, well, I'm just saying, like... In the Skull Island is an island where it's like all these fucking uh, primal creatures, uh, primordial dinosaurs yeah. and shit are, and giant fucking creatures are. This is an yeah. island where it's not just King Kong; it's a Gorosaurus and a sea serpent. So it's yeah. it's the same exact thing. Why not just call it? I guess there was less of an established kind of canon and mythos to it all that uh, they weren't. They didn't feel as kind of dedicated to Colin Skull Island. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, it had been 30 years of King Kong still being really popular and Son mm. of Kong had come out, but yeah, it's not like today where it 
there's so many remakes of it and they yeah. all are at skull island that it would be ridiculous yeah. to not call it that. and if they didn't call it skull island there would be like fucking like protests and people like <laughs> refusing to see the movie your soft power is fucking diminished now we would have <laughs> bought anything you fucking sold us if it was skull island but you've <laughs> broken our head cannon <laughs> totally yeah by the way um if they want to make another Morbius, uh, just put it in Skull Island, and you're going to have a lot of people that are that will go even as bad as this current Morbius is. Yeah, I mean, that's why Dead Alive did so well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Did Dead Alive do well? I don't think it did well, and I don't think almost anyone knows that that's Skull Island at the beginning of Dead Alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's talk about our boy, our guy, our man, our buddy, Mechanicong. Woo, 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 woo. Which, why isn't it Mechanazilla? Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to call him Mechacong. <laughs> Mechanicong's such a good name. <laughs> Can't go wrong with Mechanicong. Uh, That's what they say. What do you think? What do you think of this man? Um, I thought he looks just the design and look of him is fucking awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, and not only that, but it like really kind of fits like uh, a lot of the stylistic design choices of this movie. Like with it, it fits yeah. with the world where that hovercraft and those and those uh, totally. uh, airplanes are and. Like the style of that base, it just it's just all seems to be perfectly conceptualized. I guess I fully agree. I I think he looks great, but I think his movement stops that for me a little. Like as soon as he starts walking, he looks like me when I have a neck injury. Like his <laughs> his shoulders are like up by his ears, and he can barely move his arms, and it's like takes it away. But yeah, visually. You're right on the money. And, like, it, I mean, it kind of reminds me of Mechagodzilla, like the silly original, mm -hmm. which, like, I don't know. I, this is a tangent, but I really, compared to that, did not like the new Mechagodzilla in King Kong, or Godzilla vs. King Kong. Like, the old style is so much better. And this is just, so maybe that's part of it, too. Like, this is just the fucking 60s era at its best, is like that design. Yeah. Totally. Definitely. Um, he has got goofy eyes, kind of like Godzilla, or kind of like King Kong, but in a different way. Um, he's not a lover like uh, King Kong. Um, we don't know that. I don't know. He, it he, it seems like that's one of the things they missed when they uh, made these designs based on this theoretical, uh, possibly <laughs> non-existent King Kong, is that they really did not theorize how much of a heart king kong has so therefore they didn't yeah. put it in the robot designs yeah they forgot i mean robots don't have hearts so it makes yeah. sense <laughs> he he doesn't seem to have much of a personality to me except in like and sorry then there's this weird thing where it's like why did you if he's for digging why'd you make him like be able to think and stuff like <laughs> i don't really understand I... but my Maybe my favorite moment of the movie is when they're talking about him and then it shows him and he waves. I don't remember that. He just like, they're like Mechanicog and he like puts his arm up and it's just like, it's so funny to be like, hey, that's, that's... me. Like he, he's just always waiting and waiting and he's like, it's my time. 
That's hilarious. <laughs> so good. What do you think of the uh, music slash sound that constantly goes whenever he's around? The... What does it remind me of? It, I feel it like reminds me of some... something, too, and I couldn't put my finger on it. God, I I just feel like so fried from watching so many of these, but there's definitely been a monster where we're just like, why is it constantly making this sound? I almost want to look through our podcast and see what episodes we've covered. Cause like, Should we do a, a podcast break? I don't know, dude. We're going to be whatever. It's something. Um, I don't know. It's it's annoying and it's unnecessary yeah. but it's also just so toho 60s i know it feels fitting but like it's just it's just so much of it you're just like okay this yeah. this is getting to be too much <laughs> yes totally uh i yeah i don't know the first time i watched this movie when we weren't watching it for the podcast i there are so many little things, there's a tangent, but so many little things like that and like little slow moments. It was hard for me. It was harder for me to not look at my phone than uh, than most of these movies because there were just things where I was like, ugh, ugh, just a little bit more than we have. And I think that was one of them for sure. Okay, one of the, so we talked earlier about how uh you know it's exactly like king kong but then it's not one of the funniest moments to me is like you first see him moving and uh doctor who sends him down to like go towards element x and he just starts slowly grabbing bombs off of his mechanic kong belt and dropping them and that's all he's done so far and doctor who is like isn't he extraordinary he can do feats even kong can and not even kong can he's like he hasn't he just dropped stuff yeah and kong does not have a belt of bombs oh that's true can drop (laughs) it's just so odd like what the whole why is this your digging thing and then it like just like immediately like slips in the hole when it didn't mean to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess the thing they were trying to say is like he's so powerful he can withstand element X and that's why he's the best, but just it kinda well, reminds no, me of the light. that doesn't make sense because they're like Kong can withstand element X too, at least enough to big. mine the stuff. <laughs> so You just need to be a certain size. Yeah. <laughs> it uh I lost it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Nothing nothing makes sense about this plan to me. I don't... No. (laughs) Oh, it it reminds me of the lightning hitting Kong in the last movie, uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla, where it's like, what? They just just keep picking weird (laughs) powers or reasons to have Kong. Like, apes don't dig. You can come up with so many stories. There's so many... Everything is based around the idea that a giant ape is good at mining. (laughs) It it feels like uh, Ebira, where you're like, why is Godzilla finally being hit by, like, suddenly being hit by lightning? And it's like, oh, because they had planned it for a different creature and they were that lazy. Or it was that quick. It feels like that, like, it had to be, like, Baragon, right? And then they changed it? Like... Why is it called? Well, we got to get this movie out. Don't have time to spend uh, an hour on rewriting this and trying to think of something else. Just 
a cl- something high up. We needed something big that could climb together. Yeah. Like, that's a Kong you thing. put like, Element X at the top of Mount Everest. <laughs> there you go. Seriously. That's ten times better. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I... I liked it at the end when he swings his arms to break through a building. That was cool. Good job. Good job, Mechanicon. Um, there are a lot of brutal deaths in this movie, and his is no exception. Do you remember his death? I don't. He falls off the tower and breaks into like a hundred pieces that start exploding. Oh my god, I don't remember that at all. It's On my rewatch, crazy. I cut it off like ten minutes early. Um, oh shit! So. Yeah, no. <laughs> he just break. It's like they threw the toy Kong, and it just broke. And there's explosions happening too. It is brutal, dude. Damn. I'm glad you didn't see it because I'd be like traumatized. Yeah, you'd be like, hey, dude, we got to record next week. I'm yeah, ruined. I, yeah. I got to. I mean, it's sad that he died. He's such a big cutie. I know. He is super cute. A lot cuter than Kong. I want a Mechanicong toy. Like, I don't really want a Kong action figure that much, but Mechanicong, I would take it a second. <laughs> yeah. He's so cool. He's awesome. I, God, I need more Mechanicong. Yeah. Toho, Legendary, are you listening? I guess how do we not have Mechanicong versus Mechagodzilla yet? Like, come on, there's been like 66 movies. (laughs) Just do it. I wonder if, like, because Toho probably doesn't, I'm sure they don't have the rights to King Kong anymore. I wonder if they retain rights to Mechanicong. Or if that's something like that that would be tied up with King Kong. I don't know. That is interesting. I I wonder if they do talk about that in that episode of Kaiju Transmissions that I'm now going to re-listen to because it's so fucking good. But I from, I feel like part of the reason that Mechanicong movie didn't get made, which I can't even remember if it was a Godzilla movie or not, was the rights because the rights to Kong are so complicated. Like, yeah. Um, so I don't I don't fucking know. Um, but we need more. We need more. Yeah. I'm trying to picture, right? Um, Hey, all our Hollywood listeners. Yeah. Come on. Stop talking about the slap. Start talking about Mechanicong. And no, I'm not talking about that TV show that ran for a season about that that dad that slapped his neighbor's kid. And like (laughs) the whole show, I guess, was built around the fallout over that. I'm not talking about that. You're talking about the Will Smith slap, which we do have to say, because by the time this comes out, no one will remember that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, what's, your, what's your take? What's your hot take? No. Or, or cold uh, take? <laughs> there should just be more slapping in general of celebrities <laughs> of each other all the time. It's great. Do I it meant more. to ask you at the top of the episode what your take was. <laughs> that's that's my take. Sorry. Um. I'm trying to picture, now that we're talking about Mechanicong, like, you know how they did Mechagodzilla in the Monsterverse movie? I wonder how they would do Mechanicong. Like, you... how do you do that style of Mechanicong? Oh. Like, the the weird, detailed, super machine Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because this one just looks like a giant toy. Um, I love it. Yeah. So does the original Mechagodzilla, though, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
But this yeah, one even know. more so, I think. Yeah. There's something about or it. Or this one maybe yeah. more looks like a little kid's toy while uh, Mechagodzilla looked more like an action figure type of thing, This I guess. one just looks like smiley, like a yeah. toddler's toy. Yeah, exactly. Sure. That's what I mean. Like, like yeah. this is more like a toddler while Mechagodzilla is more like a 10-year-old's toy. Right? Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, what do you think of, like, the the Kong v. Kong action, the the chase on the tower, the fights between them. Um, like I said, uh, that's the part I kind of missed on my rewatch. Um, but yeah, I that all it didn't feel like as much of a climax, I guess, as um as that type of scene would usually feel in my opinion like yeah um it felt pretty lackluster to me yeah it it totally did um i wonder if if part of it is that mechanicong is like a robot so he doesn't have as much movement whereas like mechagodzilla is a robot but he has missiles and laser beams and can fly but it's like what's this guy supposed to do and still look like a robot yeah sure um and then i liked how uh his uh his hypnotism thing on his head is like such a weak glass. It's just like, I think it was like a handgun bullet from like, no, that the bullet didn't take it out. He shot at it and it didn't. And Kong hit it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. My bad. I'm Um, sorry to all the Kaiju fans out there. By the way, uh, just since we're talking about that Jiro, has a gun in like almost every scene like he's just itching to shoot something and it, it felt like Chekhov's gutters on it like finally <laughs> he's like oh i have a reason to use it and he doesn't even hit but it like cues it but it's just so funny i'm like why are you always armed like no one else is armed and then that's, oh perfect timing that's how scientists that work for the un roll yeah, I mean, we're going to get into it, but this movie knows about the U.S. Yeah. This movie is aware. <laughs> yeah, the the fights were whatever. I, I'm kind of bored at the end of this movie. The chase is kind of boring. The fighting yeah. while they're, like, both holding onto the tower is kind of boring. I think that was one of the largest sets the tower ever built for, uh, or one of the largest, like, props really? ever built for wow. um, one of these Toho movies, but it was really not used in a great way um no not at all uh speaking of you're getting kind of bored at the end yeah i i know we keep coming back to this but this movie is like 140 an hour and 40 minutes yeah. it should be an hour and 20 minutes um yes yeah definitely really a lot of uh, definitely a lot of unneeded stuff yeah all right my friend just sent me a text of a video a machine gun Kelly. I guess he covered uh System of a Down's aerials on the Howard Stern show. Yeah. And No. Just no. <laughs> Not even that great a song to begin with. And oh. I mean when I was in a System of a Down, I think I really liked that song. Um Yeah. Same. But that was years and years ago. Uh yeah, he just put out this whole thing about how uh you, you know, music really needs an instrument again, and he thinks it should be the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a what a yeah, brilliant dude. choice. <laughs> it's crazy. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> Good shit. That's amazing. All right. Uh, let's go into the story, man. Let's talk about some characters. Uh, I had never seen an episode of Doctor Who, so I'm glad I got to get a little little peek. That's nice. Yeah, that was an. I was thinking that um, because Doctor Who was already a thing at this point. So, do you think they... Wait, who was already a thing? Doctor Who? Like, it was already a TV show, Yeah, right? who was already a thing? A little Abbott and Costello? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. Do I what like... I can. It's called comedy. <laughs> Try it sometime. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I, I have tried it many times. I've just failed every time. Oh, that's what that is. Got it. One of these days, I'll find a Costello for you. <laughs> thanks um, uh yeah i don't i don't know how old doctor who is no no um, doctor who i think was already around because that's like the longest running tv show or something like that um well so yeah it seems like a weird choice for a name i guess definitely definitely does uh what'd you what'd you think of the dude <laughs> I, I love how he wears a cape <laughs> She's like a space vampire. Yeah. Yeah, like how the native calls him a withered skeletal devil with the eyes of a rat. <laughs> and so he, he's good. not wearing any he doesn't have any makeup or anything, so this is what this dude no. actually looks like. And that's Okay, just to talk about that scene for a minute, that's literally the only reason I put the native guy on the on the outline. Cause like it's such a funny moment where like these are his dying words and he's been like the guy who knew ahead of time like who warned them that they didn't listen to he's like kind of got like a a a lot of times his role is to in these movies to be like a sage and they're Mm -hmm. like what did he say like he said a withered skeletal (laughs) devil with the eyes of a rat carried kong away (laughs) like that's his last (laughs) it killed me (laughs) so funny (laughs) so good but it also made me feel horrible for the actor that plays doctor who because they're like they're just describing you man you're not they didn't put any makeup on you (laughs) hey you know when you exude evil you look uglier it's just (laughs) true so he it's just good acting um as a side note because i assume we're not going to cover the native now um he when they first get to the island and he warns them to leave because of King Kong or whatever, I guess we don't know exactly what his warning is, but why is he warning them? Because King Kong isn't a bad dude. Um, so like, what's, I, I don't know. Maybe like he why, wants to why come he like, for himself. Get out of here. There's a giant fucking dinosaur and a yeah. sea serpent. Like King Kong is just like this. It's just super kind. Like he's never. Because it's a. It's not just it's Susan. A, it's just like whenever he's not, he doesn't try to yeah. hurt like any of the humans really until it's like, until he's getting revenge on them. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's just. It's 
a King Kong movie, part of the deal is that <laughs> yeah. you can't take into consideration the dinosaurs and shit. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, so weird. So. They always do that. Like, we got to tell them about Kong. It's like, you just found dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Every time. You just forget you just saw dinosaurs. Yeah, they're telling, they're having the UN meeting and they're like, all these specific details about King Kong. They're like, also, there's dinosaurs that are also on the island, but whatever. We're going to go back to study Kong. <laughs> Maybe they don't want to say anything about the dinosaurs because then you know people with that knowledge will be able to build mechanic dinosaurs. But now they can't. They couldn't possibly. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so weird. Makes no sense. Yeah, that's a good point. I I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, Doctor Who, I think, is just such a fun villain. He clearly... Mm-hmm. Lately, this has been happening with the villains, but he steals the show for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't really know what his motivation is. I don't think he does. He just wants like somebody to dominate the world. Like he just wants to see the little guy win against the big guys for once, but also but, is just evil. I think it's also implied he's being paid a lot. Um, mm, that's true. Uh, yeah, Ooh, but it's like money corrupts or something. <laughs> but yeah, there is there was something there that he can sympathize with when he's like. Oh, I just want to see a a tiny nation that nobody even knows about bring the world to its knees. Because specifically, he's like really referring to just, you know, at this point, you know, the superpowers are America and the Soviet Union who are both fucking nuclear armed and just like yeah. they're constantly just by their opposition to each other, threatening the world with their nuclear weapons. And America has specifically used their nuclear weapons. Yeah. And, and so like, there is something where you are like, and, and they use all these other countries as basically staging grounds as proxy wars. And uh, yeah. Um, so there is part of you that's like, yeah, I can totally vibe with that. <laughs> with, with yeah. Like I don't want anybody doing that, but I can see why someone yeah. would react that way. And exactly. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I was reading about how, like, uh, Japan at the time was strongly allied with the U.S., but also, like, they probably fucking hated us. You know, ally ships are just... Yeah. I mean, we'd fucking bomb them, like, not that long before. Yeah. Um, But, like, fucking hated the Soviet Union. And so, like, yeah, I think that this is an easy way of of showing, like, you have the bad guys say it, but really the Japanese people are probably thinking it like we just want the little guy to have power over the big guys. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, he is really bad. He, he kind of reminds me of Nelson from Mothra or the bad guy from Gamera versus Barugan where it's just like, fucking bad disposing of bodies no worries murdering an indigenous person in cold blood fucking <laughs> let me have it <laughs> like scene. wants to make uh just doesn't care that the entire world is about to be dominated or destroyed and actually wants more uh mechanicongs an army of mechanicongs <laughs> even though mechanicong was just for digging don't totally get it but like yeah they just go hard on him yeah. being bad yeah i mean that the scene with going back to it with the native where it's like there's the native's just like, oh, what are you doing? Stop it. Or I mean, I, we, there's no translation, but obviously he's saying something along those lines. Like yeah. he, was, he was no threat in any way whatsoever. And he just fucking yeah. pulls out a gun, just shoots him repeatedly point blank. And he's like, totally. okay. 
it, it reminds me, I think I just said, but uh, of Nelson from Mothra, who yeah. like shoots all the natives without even yeah. thinking, kills that guy because he's in his way and like, like, oof. Yep. Just super bad. bad, which I mean, I guess you don't get to be an international uh, terrorist uh, without without uh, doing some bad stuff. <laughs> I disagree. You ever seen Fast and the Furious? No. Oh, I thought you maybe by now it done it for <laughs> I mean, me. We've discussed this like a month ago. <laughs> I've watched a lot of them in a month, so <laughs> so why not? <laughs> um, do you remember his death? Uh, the boat at the end. Yeah, but like yeah. his mouth is pouring blood. Like <laughs> it is fucking brutal again. Yeah, I. So when that first, when the Gorosaurus has its jaws pulled apart, yeah, if I remember correctly, there's no blood. It's just like the foam. So I was like, oh, man, that's super sanitized. So I was kind of surprised at uh, some of the blood that came out later, as, uh, especially, yeah, with that death. Um, and the native guy dying, yeah. um, Piranha dying. They're all brutal, close up, in your face blood. Yes. Yeah, so I, I I was not expecting that after that Gorosaurus death. Um, totally. But yeah, uh, it was a brutal death. And yeah, you know what? I wasn't sad. I'll say it. <laughs> Some people, I'm not sad when they die. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to be. It's hard for me not to feel for an international fugitive, but he'd crossed <laughs> some lines. Yeah. You know, he had left the gray area. Yeah. Well, I mean. Usually, if you're a fugitive of one country, there's other countries that will be accepting of you. But, I don't know, I feel like to just make every country hate you, yeah. like you've had to have done some pretty bad stuff. Yeah, Cuba's like, no thanks, we don't <laughs> care what you've done against America. And he's like, not yeah. even, oh, fuck. Uh, bu- bu- bu. Argentina's like, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, aren't you? It's like, hey, all the Nazis. Yeah, we took yeah. them, but not you, Doctor Who. Um, but it is kind of sad that uh, uh, he didn't get to make any more Mechanicongs, dude. Although, that's it. That you could tell it was his passion. Yeah. Well, did he make two of them? Not that I know of. Okay, because when the first one fell in. And that was a failure. He then turns to his team and says, like, find the problem and, and make a, a new one or something like that. So I didn't oh. know if it was supposed to be implied that the next one was a second one or if you're we supposed to assume that they had uh, salvaged the first one or what. No idea. No okay. idea. Um, What did you think of Madame Piranha? Cool name. Do they use her name in the movie? Yeah. When? I don't know. I thought it said her name all the time. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember them using it at all. And I was like looking out for it on my rewatch because um, oh. I had no idea what her name was until I, in your outline I saw a man in I was like, oh, that's well, fucking badass. I, I watched it a while ago and then I read about it. Uh, uh-huh. And then I watched it again, so it's possible I just put that on there. I mean, I I'm was assuming pretty sure. I'm assuming you're you're right, but uh, about uh, right right about her name, I just didn't pick up when them using it in the movie. Yeah, 
yeah, I, I, I dug her. Um, you know, you got to love a good face turn and she had a good face turn. Um, That's true. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of, um, nationalism and she seems to be super into her country having power. So, and, yeah. uh, a high powered, um, agent of her country. So that's not always good. But then at the end, she's like, Hey, I don't want a mechanic Kong killing a bunch of innocent people in Tokyo. And, and but she's only cause it would get her in trouble. Cause she admits she doesn't care about everybody on earth getting nuked. She just cares about, I felt like that was just her talking to Dr. Who. And I, I do, sure. I do feel like there's kind of part of her that is like, yeah, it is kind of fucked up um i kind of agree because i feel like she cares at the end even yeah. though the evidence isn't really there i feel it so i, I think you're right i i definitely felt like she she legitimately cared um and that she legitimately wanted to save the three of them not just for that purpose but also she never seemed to be super ill intention toward them like yeah she wanted them yeah. to be used for, to meet her end goals but then but it was never like oh and then i don't know she she never yeah, came across not getting off on them being tortured like doctor who yeah. would yeah yeah totally she's trying to protect them that whole time from the torture yeah um I, I, she's more likable to me than a lot of the bad guys we get i mean just the fact that like when the plan falls through she rips out some black label and puts on surf rock and just wants to party like yeah. hell yeah <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> awesome <laughs> Not only that, but she's like, she's like, come on, guys, get out of your prison cell. Let's just go fucking party. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like, there's this weird thing where she like switches roles in the movie from being Doctor Who's boss to being Doctor Who's daughter, it feels like. Yeah. Like she's bossing him around and he's like scared of her and doing what her <laughs> nation wants. And then like. I forget what the line is, but he's, like, ordering her around, like, hey, you stop doing that and you stay in here. And then she's just trying to, like, party secretly yeah. with the captives. And just like, what happened? Yeah. This is, like, the teenage daughter. <laughs> um, yeah, another thing where you just said, like, oh, she didn't care about, like, nuking people. Well, I mean, the, pr the country probably wasn't trying to get nukes to nuke people. It was just so that they'd have a fucking leg to stand on and couldn't yeah. just be bossed around. It's like yeah, a that's lot why of everybody should just have nukes. Because then yeah. it's... Yeah, totally. So then, yeah, America can't just go in and uh, try to just fucking change. Oh, you're saying we bossed. can't? We'll show you. Yeah. We totally can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... There's this weird thing where, like, okay, so they, they, uh, there's this whole mystery of where she's from, right? Which, mm -hmm. by the way, the f most fucked up part of the movie is Carl Nelson grabbing her face and saying, <laughs> where are you from? Not Japanese or Chinese. Thai? Vietnamese? Burmese? While holding her face. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Not okay. Uh... But there's this whole thing of, like, wondering where she's from, and they specify that she's not from Japan. They're, like, trying to figure it out, and they guess some places, and they're, like, none of those. So I read two things for this uh, 
for this like episode in preparation. I read Mushroom Clouds and Mushroom Men, the episode on on this movie, and I read the book that I mentioned earlier. In one of them, they argue that in the in the the essay I talked about, they argue that she's supposed to be Japanese, which doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and then in uh, Mushroom Clouds and Mushroom Men, Peter H. Brothers says that she's clearly supposed to be from the Eastern Bloc of communist countries, which I watched it again and I'm like, I don't know where you're getting that. Maybe there's stuff about... It was just weird to me that both the things I read had very clear, completely contradictory, but yeah. sure, ideas <laughs> of who she was that didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I, I I think his argument makes more sense that like beginning of the Cold War f- or like part of it fears around communist countries getting nukes would be more relevant to Japan and America because they were both opposed to the Soviet Union. The Japanese one makes no sense to me. I was curious though why she was like so scared about going to Japan. About like, Tokyo getting demolished. I think that was their argument, too. But she was even just like, I can't, I don't want to, this boat cannot be in a Japanese harbor. She uh, was, like, adamant about that. So that kind of made me, like. Maybe she is. Maybe. But. It, is she, like, is she, is it, like, because she is Japanese and maybe it, she doesn't want, like, you know, the press or something to discover her? Or, like, or people, she has warrants or, out or the equivalent. In yeah, I, I don't know. And, I, but we also know that Jiro sees her. She says she's not Japanese. And in other parts of the movie, Jiro's like, those people aren't Japanese. I can tell. So you've established that a character... Wait, Jiro says that about her? No, Jiro says that about someone else. But... I know he says that when they get on the... When they're transported to the to the lair. The, with the, it, yeah. two, the two pilots, yeah, Jiro's like, these two are not Japanese. So um, we've established that he can tell who's Japanese and not. So, <laughs> like, that's all I'm saying. Like, so she's not Japanese in the in the continuity of the movie or in the logic of the movie, right? But th- does he say that about her? Is what I was no. Asking. Yeah. So, no. but he could tell. Like, he could tell it because a he can tell other Japanese. people aren't Japanese. It that means he can tell whenever somebody isn't Japanese. Is that what you're oh, saying? Oh, I guess you're saying like. You're saying like they're so they might just look so because they're Asian too. So I thought yeah. you, I thought they were just trying to be like I can tell what a Japanese person looks like. You don't <laughs> think so? Maybe. I mean, I thought that was just very weird that he's just automatically like these people aren't Japanese. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know where she's from, but I don't think we need to know so bad that we should grab her face and scream different na- Asian nationalities at her. Whew. Not a good look, Nelson. Um, you got anything else on, uh, Madame Piranha besides her awesome name? Um, we need more Madame Piranhas in this world. Do we? I mean, no, probably not. Do I have to change the beginning where I say we're an anti, uh, (laughs) whatever just happened here, international? Okay, or maybe, or maybe we don't. I'm, I'm just trying to put something positive out there. Um. <laughs> if it's for the sake of positivity, let's get more Madame Piranhas. Let's have some more Nuke games going on. Hey, I like my Nuke games. All right, what do we think of our main man, Carl Nelson? 
what a hot uh, white male American. <laughs> I am in no way grabbed by this guy. Like, he's not Stuart from, uh, he's not as bad as the leading man Stuart from War of the Gargantua. such a hater. Why do you always have to insult Russ Tamblin? But, uh, Garfunkel, please. But he's (laughs) nowhere near as good as Nick Adams. Like, Nick Adams will steal the show. This guy's just Mm. whatever to me, right? Yeah, he was kind of bland, um, uh... It definitely not fitting for a character that's supposed to be like one of the smartest people on the planet and uh super uh just awesome cool dude uh, uh just yeah. fucking yeah who can thwart the evil plans of the world's greatest supervillain like yeah it's just yeah you he, know, I mean he. he he looks like he could play a a, a bland James Bond or something, but mm-hmm. I don't know. They don't give him anything to make him like special. Um, yeah, they they go so over the top though to like make him seem tough. Like he nothing can hurt him. Like when uh, Doctor Who comes to the cell, he's like, "What?" Or uh, maybe one of his men, "What is it this time?" torture and then he still just walks calmly there yeah but then he's just calmly playing chess while his friends are dying and i know just... it starts out where he, where the he turns off like the heat or whatever and he's like your friend's gonna freeze and he's all like he throws some punches but then oh, it yeah. cuts and there's just sitting there playing chess yeah. and he's just like very what calmly <laughs> What changed? I kept wondering, like, you tried to kill the dude or knock the dude out. Yeah. And then, like, was that just, like, you know, where you're so angry you're drunk and then you came to your senses? You're like, I'm going to be strategic now. But it's like. That's how I read it. But it just, it, it doesn't really come across that, that well. No. Um, but that's, like, what made the most sense to me is that just he had more control over and he's, yeah, thinking strategically. But yeah, it did feel almost like a scene was missing or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Uh, Peter H. Brothers was like confused and wondered why we didn't know who won the game of chess. <laughs> <laughs> Always asking like, the important questions. Yeah. He's like, and interestingly, we don't even find out who won the game of chess. Like, did they did they for sure finish first of all <laughs> i it would have been fun if the movie went into like a uh god what's that netflix miniseries about chess queen's gambit style like chess scene where suddenly that's all the stakes are around the chessboard and you're like who's gonna win and people start gathering i would have liked that i'm not familiar with this thing that you speak of but it's good. The uh, main girl from The Witch is uh, is the girl in it. Oh yeah, yeah. Good, good job. Show. Yeah, she's killing it lately. Yeah. She should have been in this. I agree. Maybe that she'll be in Son of Kong. Uh, what do you? Oh, speaking of the freezing scene, he says Doctor Who says something about like I wouldn't torture them. 
all just turn off the heat in their cell I, yeah, in Antarctica. I was, how is that not torture? <laughs> it's legitimately yeah. torture. Like, yeah. It's just torture. I guess they had a looser definition of torture back in the 60s. And by they, you mean this one space vampire. Good point. <laughs> uh, okay, what about Susan Watson? Uh, the love interest for Kong and for Jiro. And sometimes it kind of feels like uh, Carl Nelson wants to get in on that too. I can't tell, but what'd you think of her? Yeah, I know. There's like a scene at the end where he, like, he puts his arm around her or something. Um, and she's like, and, and oh, it's so good to see you. And yeah. like wraps her arms around him and like, like, it's like he's being respectful of Jiro, but still being like, I'm the white man here. Like, I'm going to, like, <laughs> show that I can still hold that... her. Yeah. Don't forget, I can I can cuck you if I want. <laughs> exactly. It really felt like that, right? I kind of <laughs> thought I was projecting that. I'm the alpha around here. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, you can have her, but you can have her because I said you can have her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Uh, Susan, the ship doctor. Um... Yeah, it was very interesting how they they had her not afraid of Kong and just and uh just like caring for Kong. Um True. That's super brave. Yeah, that's uh something we don't really I mean I guess at this point this is only the, the fourth Kong movie we've seen. But I don't know. That that seems like a an interesting original choice to go with, right? Yeah, it it felt like I mentioned earlier. The you know people kind of acted like she had more control over Kong than I feel like she did. It kind of felt like she felt that way too. Like yeah. he responds to her, and then they go in, and then she's like, "I'll be the one to go out because he responds to me." It's like, well, you. As far as you know, he responds that way to humans. You're the only <laughs> human who's interacted with him. Like, <laughs> what? How do you know you have this special thing? But hey, love at first sight when you feel it. You know when you know is what they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does seem to be like, you know, if this wasn't a, you know, a thousand foot tall giant gorilla and he was human sized, I would choose him both. Over Jiro and Nelson. <laughs> but Jiro's more uh, socially acceptable. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> the parents will be more okay with that. Yeah, it is interesting. She breaks the mold a bit of this kind of tired role that the leading woman has in King Kong movies. But in the same time, she's like more of a damsel in distress than anyone we've ever had in a movie. Like, she's captured by Kong, albeit two of them, I believe, are on purpose, or, like, she allows it. But three or four Mm. times captured by Kong, two times captured by Doctor Who, and one time captured by Mechanic Kong. Like, that's a lot of getting thrown into cells and getting grabbed by giant hands. That is, but through the entire time, she keeps up a positive attitude, and she's always brave and ready to be captured again. Damn, that is the <laughs> motivational speaker like way of looking at it that we needed. Mm-hmm. Steal your boss's top hat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't I, think you know what year this is. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching a lot of King Kong. I get confused. <laughs> Steal your boss's Carl Denham name tag. <laughs> um <laughs> 
Steal your boss's giant ape. They're getting married tomorrow. <laughs> it was, what was it? Curiosity killed the Kong? No, what does he say? Oh, beauty. Beauty, beauty killed, killed the beast. <laughs> kill your, steal your boss's ridiculous beauty and the beast reference that he won't <laughs> shut up about. I thought you were going to say steal your boss's beauty. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. legitimately, you know, yeah. if she wants it and you want it or he Cuck wants it or boss. whatever it is, do it. Cuck yeah. your boss. Wow, I totally said if she wants it. I assumed your boss was a man and heterosexual. That's pretty fucked up. That's true, but we were specifically referencing <laughs> Carl Denham. Um, I also pictured your boss in a top hat. So. <laughs> <laughs> Steal um, your boss's... Uh, corset yeah i I, I, I can't think of a name for a, a lady's hat so, so i'll just go with a corset just steal everything just in case like yeah cross your t's dot your eyes um we're just telling you to shit on the job on the clock so oh i'm telling you to steal property from your boss <laughs> um i really enjoyed almost all the shots where she was like in kong's hand or fell from a hand to another hand or got swooped up out of the water like the visuals of them were all interesting to me even though some looked really bad okay as long as you made some of them look really bad because i wrote down my oh, notes yeah. i wrote down my notes yeah. they still have not gotten this whole monster holding human things down <laughs> I mean, when it was the faraway shot and it was like a doll, didn't enjoy that. But the mm. ones where it was like kind of green screen looking or back projection, I don't know. It was just like fun to me. Like it was just like, this is the technology we have and we're just going for it. And I don't know. I liked them. Okay. Um, yeah, I can see that. I didn't really think much of them except for, like I said, that they still weren't really done well. But I can, yeah. I can see why, why, why you see there. I mean, and she went through a lot during that. I mean, when she gets swooped out of the water by Kong, that is violent. (laughs) He's saving her. But it's like, like he's like, it it was as fast as Will Smith's slap. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Falling from one giant ape's hand to another on a tower above the city. Terrifying. Here's my weekly advice for Chris Rock. Um, don't insult uh, King Kong's wife or, or Susan Watson because you will not like the slap that's coming to you. That's true. That's true. Uh, do not uh, insult Mama Kong from King Kong Lives. It'll be bad. It'll be bad. Wow, there's a Mama Kong? Dude, you gotta watch this fucking bonkers movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is chef's kiss it is a movie dude um i thought it was funny with susan when they get on the island and they're like well, let's let's go chase uh, track that native down and then she's like i'll come with you and they're like no you stay right here we don't know what's out there and it's like wait so you're gonna have her be alone on this island that had yeah a has natives on it that you don't know or are familiar with at all and b has uh at least a giant ape on it <laughs> like, you don't have a c, cell phone you don't have like, self 
defense yeah. weapons. It's a junk. I mean, even if there weren't giant creatures or or humans that you don't know, like it's also just a fucking uh wild island with you know. Yeah. Even if it's just regular size creatures, it's still not a good idea. Like, totally. you, you'll be fine right here. We're gonna go. <laughs> uh, it's it's so stupid. And yeah. like us watching it, we're like, oh, she's gonna be kidnapped mm-hmm. because it's a Kong movie. But at the time, like, why would she say yeah? It's such a stupid it, move. Yeah. Unless they think she's the bravest one of all, and they're like, we need somebody to watch this dope ass hovercraft. <laughs> <laughs> so Jiro Nomura is played by Akira Takarada and this is the first Akira Takarada movie that we've covered since he passed away so I just wanted to say Rip you're a goat R.I.P. definitely he uh, there's lots of repeating actors in this and he is uh, he's the one that's repeated the most and he's always fucking shows up and kills it um even when he's given more lackluster roles, like I feel this one is, he's yeah. still like he he still does his job really. He's still fucking nails it. Yeah, this is definitely not one of my favorite of his, but he's mm-hmm. always he's always seems to be on. And we had just finished recording our Ebera episode, um, and he passed like right after we recorded that. And I mean, we were even saying in that one that like he just owned that role like it's not even clear yeah. if he's supposed to be the main character but he fucking is you know yeah definitely um i wonder how many more he's gonna show up in a lot D- does he throughout like the rest of these the show ones i don't know about that but i think he's in the heisei and maybe even millennium he's definitely in some later ones too okay yeah not probably he we, I, if i had to guess we've seen the bulk of his stuff but he doesn't uh-huh. go away for sure he's one of the legacy people you know yeah i remember he does make some later appearances um, totally yeah um but like you said he's kind of a side character all i really had is that he wants to use a gun the whole time and he finally gets <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> and that it's sick that just that him and carl nelson are just like cryptozoologists on the side kind of like us <laughs> it's just so funny <laughs> i mean it's cryptozoologists so who just make designs of robots based on the, the cryptids oh you know you love my mothman mecha mothman drawings <laughs> yeah. come on honestly the cryptozoology community would be so much cooler if they're like this is my thoughts on Bigfoots, and here's my design on a mecha Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, like cyber cryptozoology, or like, I'm trying to think of it, cryptocurrency zoology, I don't know. Something adding computers and robots to cryptozoology. Cryptozoology community needs something to give it a kick in the pants, and I yeah. think uh, we got an answer for it. Yeah, yeah. Just make robot versions of all the shit. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Totally, especially because, like, if imagine if up here in the uh, Pacific Northwest, I designed a, uh, a McCanna Bigfoot, right? McCanna Squash or whatever, Squatch. Mm-hmm. And, like, somebody found my designs and I was busy exploring oil, so I didn't, whatever. And suddenly McCanna uh, Squatch is walking around. You know that the rules of monsters are that Sasquatch would have to fight that like we'd we'd finally get to see 
you That's know. true. If yeah. this is the way to finally draw Bigfoot out, finally totally. draw Nessie out, which does exist. Um, uh, yeah. Unlike your the things that your cruel heart says. Wait, McKenna Nessie, right? Because the real Nessie, I don't know. But oh, wait, there can't be McKenna Nessie without the real Nessie. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. just like I, there's a McKenna Nellie, so we know Nellie exists. Yeah, for sure. I gotta say though, I should be careful with this line of thinking because I've gotten in trouble for you know, basing my uh, political views and understandings of the world on kaiju movies. Like, I lost a lot of money on the bet that China was building a Macana America. Um, I, because that was they didn't... a bad call. Because <laughs> they wanted to prove that America existed and they wanted to draw America out to fight Macana America. No, because, like, if your rival is America, you have to build a Mechana America to fight it. <laughs> and just, like, we're working on... And I couldn't prove that we're not working on a Mechana China and every other country. Mm-hmm. So that money's still up in the air. <laughs> um. All right. We were already kind of talking about it. So let's just jump into these bonkers international politics. We've talked about most of it, but, like... The United Nations Research Council, as depicted in this movie. Why? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't did know um, an arm of the United Nations was armed to the fucking teeth and... Uh, uh, going on oil missions and uh, cryptozoology missions, but like, nothing about <laughs> it is the UN. Like they're searching for deep sea oil. Why does it have to be the UN? They have a submarine. The UN doesn't have submarines. The submarine <laughs> has a hovercraft. Okay, they have silver assault rifles just sitting around. <laughs> like, why is this even the UN? Why did they pick that? I don't know. It's I. I mean, I feel like it must be because there's some, like, tensions happening about these superpowers with nukes that's kind of the story. So they're like, oh, we have to have the good guys be, like... An, just just uh, completely neutral. Just... Like, oh, or, like... Yeah, or, I mean, there was some a global stuff. force of good. Um, exactly. Some yeah. depiction. Even though we talked earlier about how, like, by this time, Ashira Honda, like, didn't have much faith in the UN. I think it was in Atragon. Like, they were depicted yeah. as, like, not doing enough. So it's weird. But he's yeah, also it's... not going to put his foot down. I, maybe this is his vision of what the UN should be. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing then. Like, except for the deep sea oil exploration. Like, yeah. why? Why? What, what are you doing? I guess the corporations that are evil aren't doing it, but then you're just <laughs> them. What? It's so weird, dude. I mean, Yeah. <laughs> It's so interesting, too, that, like, in their depiction of these as the good guys, like a global force for good, they'll still be like, hey, that person who lives on this island that we're totally invading is telling us to not come here. Let's go come here. Like, (laughs) let's go run across the island to track him down and ask him, what's up? (laughs) And, uh, by the way, get him killed through this process. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and just once again the whole 
why aren't the natives greeting us? She's such I, a it's so, peak imperial mindset. <laughs> yes, it's a perfect parody of an American. Yeah, like yeah. without meaning to be like so gnarly. Like, why aren't the slaves grateful? Like, it's just <laughs> so weird. Um. So then on top of that, we have this situation with whatever country Piranha's from and Doctor Who's supporting. Uh, we kind of talked about this stuff already. Uh, the, like, you know, with Element X, any country can quickly and cheaply create a mighty arsenal. I mean, I feel like there's some of the original Godzilla stuff of, like, Fear of Nukes just kind of being thrown in, but within this new setting, you know, of the Cold mm -hmm. War. But it's just so slapped together and like yeah. piranha talks about a new world order like what are they doing i don't know i i don't know but <laughs> it it just I, feels like the thing you do back then to be like oh things are bad this is what everybody's afraid of that's what the bad guys will be good guys yeah. will be UN. we won't think about it that hard yeah there's no really cohesiveness or thought put behind the message it's just yeah just very very simple and um yeah like you said slapped together just hey nukes are bad everyone knows that so let's just throw in that it'd be bad if these people got nukes and, and the un is good and james bond is good so let's give the un hovercrafts and guns <laughs> and silver assault rifles yes as a side note, so I loved wild. how um, they're they're escaping Kong and the hovercraft going towards the submarine, and uh, Kong's behind them, and they the crew just fucking takes out their assault rifles and just starts <laughs> unloading on Kong, even though their captain and two other people are like right in the in the, the line, line of fire, fire. <laughs> yeah, totally. and they would be much be more like, susceptible <laughs> and they'd be much more susceptible to the bullets than fucking uh kong yeah, totally that's just what the un does though un protocol it's <laughs> <laughs> so dumb um the only other like big other than you know the discussion we had about how japan might be wanting to be portrayed in this which super interesting to me especially looking back on uh frankenstein conquers the world how like we we were laughing about how crazy it is that like the nazis and the bombing of hiroshima are like in that beginning and it's so together and the idea that they are kind of working on this collective like amnesia historical amnesia and like that like the movie reminds you of that stuff but then the japanese character the japanese man is like subservient to the american man like i don't know it i feel like that idea that we that i read about and kind of applies to this movie might make me rethink how i see a few parts of old movies but um other than that i only had one other political thing that jumped out at me which is the beautiful last line of this movie <laughs> just because uh, which, you relate to it <laughs> we all do yeah yeah totally <laughs> just he, uh, like i watched this whole movie and it i'm always waiting for the last line because the last line <laughs> the last line of the movie is always like this message and more and more the message doesn't seem to connect right <laughs> yeah but even though this is our fucking whatever 15th one of these movies in a row uh 
I was not expecting a message at the end somehow. They kind of tricked me because it didn't feel like it. And then they're like, Kong's going home. He's had enough of what we call civilization. (laughs) You didn't earn that. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) But good line. (laughs) Good line. I mean, I, I feel like... If they earned it, it's it. They earned it more from our perspective than probably from theirs. We're like, I know. Yeah, even the UN is fucking batshit. So he's out. <laughs> they did nothing uh, throughout this movie to to relate that idea at all. Like yeah. the only Except like that civilization's crazy in the movie, <laughs> right? But yeah, to, but the only people that the whole time have been shown to be like the bad people that are crazy is this international terrorist that's hated by all civilizations yes. and uh this this woman from a undetermined country who's trying to who's funding this guy to to, to try to get nuclear weapons for a country but uh, that's yeah. it's just so like the bad people in this are so removed from all the civilizations that it's just <laughs> such a weird <laughs> I mean okay if I if I was trying to give it credit I would say they also like hinted at that the hmm. super armedness of the, yeah, the yeah. US and Soviet Union is kind of creating these problems making people it's react true. this way yeah. but if that's true then why is the message to run away if they're going to destroy the world? Like, yeah. if we do the good reading, then Kong going to an island isn't going to matter because they're going <laughs> to nuke everybody. <laughs> but then again, that's what's happening to us, and I can still relate, so. <laughs> huh. You have any other uh, themes, politics you want to bring up? Hmm... No. Same. This is uh this movie is complex but not nuanced, if that makes no. sense. It, nuance is not its strong point. <laughs> um okay, did you have a favorite shot? When Kong escapes from his uh from the the lab and he starts swimming away and Mechanicong's chasing after him, and then Mechanicong's standing on the shore looking out at him with one of those planes kind of flying right next to him in, in this like icy Arctic landscape. Uh, yeah. That was, that was an awesome shot. Hell yeah. Um, I have he, a few, if you have any more you wanted to throw in. Um, I did like it when uh, they're on the submarine leaving and they look back and Kong's just uh, sitting there in the water, just looking super sad, just longingly after them. Like, uh, it's a far shot, so you see also the 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 ocean and the island behind him. It's it's a, it's a neat shot. Um, also, the one I mentioned before with the four planes flying Kong out over the the sky mm. and the forest. Yeah, God, I love those. I love the like, you know, the things where you you put money in and you move the stick around and the thing drops down to try to grab a stuffed animal or something. Like that's mm-hmm. what it looked like on the bottom of those. It's, yeah. Just cool <laughs> detail. Like, they didn't have to do any detail, but they did, yeah. and it was cool. Hell yeah. Um, My favorite is probably when the hovercraft is leaving the submarine, Um, I think, to go to the island. It's just mm. 
Awesome. That hovercraft is sick. It looks really cool the way it's floating. It's just a beautiful, awesome shot. Yeah. And at that point, too, it's just uh, that's our introduction to the hovercraft. So we're unexpected. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's not at all. You're already yeah. like, OK, they're bringing it pretty far with this being the UN. But I can. And then you're like, what? <laughs> um, I got some runner ups, though, because. This movie is just so wild. There's just cool stuff in it all over. Uh, I forgot to mention earlier, so just shout out to the Aurora Borealis randomly over the Arctic base. Hell yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, that was really neat and cool. And yeah. Not just a detail. Not? Yeah. Not a detail you'd expect. Yeah. Especially yeah. in an era of like sparse sets that we're used mm-hmm. to. They shoved a lot in this one. Um I really liked the shot of the dudes at Kong's ear. Like, trying to put the things in his ear. It's just cool. It's just yeah. silly and cool. All right. Who's your dumb cop of the week? Um, I don't think you're going to like my answer, so why don't you go first? Okay. Okay. Uh, for me, it is at the Tokyo Emergency Defense Headquarters. There's a guy there who's in charge, or seemingly in charge, and Nelson comes in, no identification, regular-ass clothes, and he's like, hold your fire, you gotta stop, and the guy's like, who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm out of uniform, and the guy's like, oh, okay, and then just takes his word and does what he says on this giant, very important operation, and then, like, (laughs) later in the movie brings everybody, he's like, how'd it go? Is everything okay? To Nelson, it's like, wow, you'll just believe anybody, dude. He's, like, practically in a Hawaiian shirt, like, he's... American white male he can just say he's in charge alright so mine is rabbit that's right everybody we're rabbits and op wait hold Um, on everybody hear him out hear him out (laughs) calm down hear him out let's let's see where he's going with this (laughs) um JK I Rowling I don't think um you're an op okay my answer is King Kong himself. Why? So at the end, the boat with Doctor Who's boat is leaving. It's this giant, slow-ass boat. It's like slowly turning around in the harbor and sailing away. They could easily just track that and just bring them in and arrest them, put them on trial. King Kong, though, does what cops always do. They chase after him, and they commit all this violence and destruction, even though innocent bystanders can be hurt at the same time. You didn't have... Like, he could be killing everyone on that boat. Uh, Piranha could still be alive, They, which is a whole other set of thing, because they could bring her in and figure out what country is trying to get fucking Element X. Um, but completely lose that strand because King Kong's just like, I'm just fucking going to kill everybody on this boat. All these people that you know, or uh, maybe they don't deserve to die for working for, for Doctor Who. Maybe there are people on the boat who didn't work for Doctor Who. And it, But no, King Kong just fucking goes ape and just <laughs> sinks this boat. That is such cop mentality. <laughs> I, You're right, I don't like it, but not for the reason you probably think. I think King Kong is a great pick for cop of the week 
Uh, but I don't like the implication that arresting them and bringing them to trial is not cop behavior. I think doing the bidding of the UN at all. Sorry, bro. You're a cop. You're okay. A cop. But I like where you went with the whole, you know, that is, uh, we need to ingrain the idea in people's heads that like being a fucking lunatic who just kills everybody definitely cop behavior also yeah well i was trying to draw a direct connection there with the bring them in arrest them and stuff with uh just cops who are like oh these people robbed this place we're gonna have a high-speed fucking chase and just put all these people in danger instead of doing any thing that any kind of work that wouldn't put a ton of people in danger um yeah, yeah. like when they fucking uh what was the thing that happened a couple of years ago with that ups van yeah. that was like i was i almost specifically brought that up yeah, yeah they have a it's shootout just... in the middle of the fucking highway where they're using cars with people in them as cover <laughs> and killed the ups guy right like, yeah i think so yeah what the fuck man yeah so fucked up i worked at barnes and noble at the time so we had ups del- delivery guys come every day that i knew and that fucking shook them man like, yeah, I uh, can imagine. And UPS, and, the company, thanked the cops. Yeah, I remember so that. This fucking oh. ass. Yeah. Uh, remember, not remember. I mean, but also just, yeah, think about you're in a car and all of a sudden a fucking cop is using your car as cover while Dude. you're just sitting there. And you're like, okay, so you're drawing their fire towards me right now? Like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? Totally. They got to protect capital. Those are yeah. commodities. Yeah, that's true. Uh, A lot of cops in this movie. I mean, my other answer was almost uh, Carl Nelson, uh, just for calling that fucking island, uh, Mono Island, like a a living museum. It's like, this is not yours. (laughs) The indigenous person told you to leave, and now you're like, we can make it, like, you can sell tickets to it. Fucking, I... The more we watch these movies, the harder it is to not be like, everybody's a goddamn cop in all these fucking movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, Charlie. Yes. On the on the Kong scale, what which all of our listeners have memorized, so we don't need yeah, to Yeah, they all it. wrote it down like they were which, supposed to Yes, in our first episode, which both you of us did. so good. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, just mm-hmm. like we did. We didn't have to look it up again just now. Yeah. Uh, what would you rate this movie? I am going to give it, I'm going to give it a Diddy Kong. Um, I, I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than you. I, I think in the scale of all the Kong movies, I'll rate it probably a little bit higher than you, um, or rank it a little bit higher than you compared to other ones. But yeah, it's nothing great, but it's, it's just a good fun time. It's super just wacky, ridiculous, and definitely has its own its own unique thing going on that's that you just got to appreciate. And I think Mechanicong is an awesome character. I think there's some really cool design choices in this. At the same time, yeah, it's, it's nothing special, nothing I want to revisit a lot um, or anything like that, but totally. yeah, it's a good time. Um, I'm going to give it a, a, a I mean, it, I gave it a Diddy Kong, so I might as well throw in a couple of, of Diddy Kong's peanut poppers. And Ooh, good so, choice. Because, yeah, I mean... I mean, for those planes and the hovercraft and just, uh, gotta, gotta throw some. Diddy Kong loves hovercrafts. And Diddy Kong racing, baby. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I am torn between Diddy Kong and Camp Peel Banana. I, I like this movie a lot 
as a thing that it is, but I don't like watching it very much. <laughs> I get a little bored. Yeah. I don't. So it's hard. It's like talking about it and being glad it exists. That's great. But I don't know if that means it's high on the scale or low because it's I don't want to put it on right now. Like, I just yeah. want to look at pictures of Mechanic Kong and think about, you know, some of the stuff. <laughs> so I'm still going to give it a Diddy Kong, but he's trying to eat a banana and he can't even peel it. Oof. It's a bummer. Fucking dumb ass yeah. Kong right there. <laughs> cool, man. Uh, anything else before I close it out? Um, just, um, stay positive. Put those vibes out. Put those vibes out. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at NoGodsPod. You can email us, NoGodsPod at gmail.com. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the show, you can not copjack it your co-host. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs>